The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, presents The Midday Show with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Now, here's Aton Shander. Made it to Friday, if you're counting the days. I guess this is technically week two, if you are up here in Bucks and Montgomery County, technically, I guess, in and around the county surrounding Philadelphia. They caught on a little later. South Jersey, locked down like where we've been here in PA. It's It's been the same, so the days are definitely blending together, and you start to look and, and hope that there is some sort of light at the end of this tunnel. You know there's going to be the end at some point of this tunnel in which we'll all come out, but can you at least get some sort of light, some bright light, or even just a faint bit of light? And I think you got that at least with what came out last night, despite back and forth, despite people that were raising legit, genuine concerns. Roger Goodell says NFL draft is going on. April 23rd, 4th, and 5th, it's happening. It came out on a memo that was distributed yesterday, and that's probably, at the very least, a faint bit of light or the same amount of light. Like, we haven't lost it. And if you've ever been through a big tunnel, I don't know, maybe Holland or Lincoln Tunnel come to mind just because they're close, but down in Baltimore, D.C., connecting in that area as well, then you know that you'll hit that point, especially if it's daytime, where you'll start to see a little bit of light. And there's that stretch. Maybe it's 500 feet, maybe a little longer, who knows, where it's that same amount of light. It at least feels that way, that same amount of light. So we have that, and then I love watching people just continue to react to being quarantined because, as Jeff joins us now, there's, there is so many different things that I just am not aware of or weren't aware of on television. And since we don't have anything live and you can struggle to find, you know, like the 1998 NCAA tournament or whatever it is on there, there I, I find myself following people that I didn't know had such a wide range. And I'm not soliciting it. I'm not asking for it. It's not like I put out a tweet or anything like that. But I'm just amazed at all of the different things that people are watching now, and I guess it's due to the fact that we're just stuck at home and we don't have live action. That's where we are now in the NFL. But I'm I'm amazed, man. Now, it's I've actually picked up another movie channel because of all of these different things I've seen. And I, again, I'm just a voyeur. I'm just looking at this from the outside. I'm not even soliciting it. Well, what is it that people are watching that you're amazed by? Can you give me an example? Because yesterday... We had a conversation about who would watch two baseball players playing a baseball game, um, you know, even in this, in this era of people on Twitch and the gaming and everything, who would really derive some kind of sporting joy from watching it, but I guess people were watching it, although I did not see a number on how many people actually watched that live stream, but people, I'm sure, were watching. Well... Yeah, people will, people will watch anything, right? Yeah, but I mean, so people I'm saying, were watching. Is that, is that what's surprising? What is the what is it that your tipping point that you were like, wow, can't believe somebody's watching that? Well, it, it's not a you know, it's not a Q and A with a T with a doctor who's now famous on TV with Steph Curry, so other celebrities could come in and reiterate the same exact 
moment or comment. Stay at home. Make sure you listen to this doctor. Stay at home. (laughs) That wasn't it. All right. So what's happening in that regard, I kind of just breeze past that, especially because if anybody's been listening to the YouTube stuff I've been doing, we've been talking about things as it's happened one to two weeks ahead of time. But again, I guess they'd rather hear it from Steph Curry. So that's fine. That's not (laughs) it. It's more about shows. Okay. So did you know there's a show called Catch-22? Did not. It's based on the book. The exact Didn't read book, the book. About Joseph Heller's Catch-22? Sorry, I'm uninformed and uninitiated. All right, so... You want to give me the cliff notes? Yeah, basically, it's about bombers. I believe it was uh, World War II. Okay. And they are... Th- this man, Yasarian, is the star of Catch-22, and it basically comes with this clause, hence the birth of the catch 20 oh, catch 22 so he's trying to get discharged because it's insanity they're bombarders they're, they fly out on bombing missions every night and it's they're risking their lives it's ridiculous so he's trying to get discharged for insanity but mm-hmm. the military has a catch 22 clause and this is what the whole show really the book was based on this anyone who is crazy can ask to be discharged but anyone asking to be discharged is clearly thinking rationally so you're stuck. And there's, All right. I that's like how, that. I get it. So this is actually – so the book is not meant to be humorous. The book no, is no, not no. meant – I, I can tell. Right. But the, the show is actually a comedic spin on it. George Clooney's in it. Hugh Laurie's in it. It's pretty interesting. But it's, it's a – again, I had no freaking idea. It's on Hulu. I don't even know if you have Hulu. Mm, no. I, well, does that come with something lately? Like Hulu <laughs> gets included if you have a package? It might. I have Roku. Does that come with Roku? Yes. Now, you might need your own subscription, but yes, it does come with it. Okay. Yeah, I think I do have Hulu. Have you seen Letterkenny? That's another one that was... No. All right. See, I'll I'll give you time to look up that in the break. How about that? All right. It's a bunch of hicks in Canada. (laughs) Again. Sounds right up my alley, Aton. Well, what else are you going to do? Watch... uh, Aren't you all caught up on Narcos yet? Uh, we'll probably finish season two tonight, and then that's, that ends the Pablo Escobar um, saga of Narcos. And then I think season three focuses on the Cali cartel that basically over, helped overthrow Escobar. Okay. And then I think they did Narcos Mexico, which is on the Mexican cartel. Okay. So you still have a little more to go. Yes. Two episodes of, of Pablo Escobar to go. All right, all right. Spoiler, now, I never... hear he doesn't make it. <laughs> no, just be prepared for that, all right? I am prepared. All right. No, I, could, uh, I could save you a bunch of time right now, but again, I told you I'm from the future. And... Yeah, I don't know how quickly, though, I want to get into season three, just because, um, I mean, you watch, you watch the Pablo Escobar seasons, right? No. No, you didn't? No. Remember, oh, I told you. I, I thought you did you're the uh, only a while one. back. Okay. Well, it's it's pretty heavy. It's, it's pretty heavy. I mean, uh, you know, innocent people, you know, dying left and right, kids. It's just, it's heavy, man. You know, you just, I feel like I need to step back and, and breathe. Yeah, I get it, man. I think that's probably why. Like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like. I might need a humor comedy, you know, like something funny instead. Watch Letterkenny. I'm told that that show is hilarious bunch of canadian hicks bouncing around it's it's something that would be a perfect or you just watch king of queens reruns uh that might be it that that would do it 
Is the wife on board with King of Queens? Oh yeah, but the only thing is, we would like been we've been binge watched it at times, you know, like years and years ago. I mean, but now would be a good time to go back and keep binge watching. And when I say binge watch, we had already it's almost like binge repeating, right? Where oh, every yeah. once in a while you go back to it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Start season three. Mm-hmm. Go from season three, episode one, all the way, and see how many you can get in in season three. That's a go-to season. I constantly find myself, not in terms of my wife, although sometimes, but just random people in general or people that you know, always referring back to the episode where Doug and Arthur discover that if they just give Carrie a few drinks when she gets home, she's just so much easier to deal with. I think right? that... And they so get to the point where they're literally putting up a bar in the living room as soon as she walks in and she doesn't grasp the fact for at least two or three weeks and then gets mad about it. But it was such bliss for them during while it was happening. And there are so many people that we know like that where you're just like, man, this – this guy, this girl, whatever. They just need a drink and I can yes. talk to them. Well, do you remember who dimed them out? Ah. It, the name of the out? episode is Poor. I believe it's called. No, Poor Judgment is the one where he's the bartender. Right. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but do you remember who dimes them out? Is it Lou Ferrigno? It is Lou Ferrigno. Yeah. <laughs> underrated, man. Lou Ferrigno in that show is pretty underrated. His whole character, the fact that he really is Lou Ferrigno and their neighbor is probably the most underrated element of that show. Because it's believable at that point. He wasn't doing much from the area. It's like, oh, yeah, let's have Lou Ferrigno. Yeah, and then they constantly refer to his, like, you know, they don't want him to be the Hulk or get mad at him. Right, right. Yeah, card games. I think it's twice where it's referenced in two different episodes about, hey, don't get the Hulk angry. And he's like, good one. (laughs) Oh, no, there was another one where they were sitting around, and I forget where the season or episode, but it was different than that one, in uh-huh. which somebody said something about, oh, um, I think it was Doug's brother, or cousin, pardon me, Danny, who says something like, oh, look, I think he's turning green, and then Lou <laughs> looks over and says, I was told there'd be no Hulk jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, see all right all right let's make it sure man that's a perfect transition so you can go from narcos to king of queens you'll be fine yeah yeah a little levity did you get this memo that came out last night from roger goodell are are you on this list um i I, i'm on an nfl list yeah where i get a lot of information but uh, i don't know if i digested it or, or even read it well was it a memo that was sent via like is Brian Har- – who's the PR guy? Is he still Brian doing McCarthy? It? Yeah. Yeah, at NFL PR guy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, no, I, I don't just, know if I got I it didn't from know him, if, though. If he yeah. got a raise and moved on up in the world or what, but he was mm-hmm. he was a guy I dealt with a lot back yeah, when. Yeah, no, he's, he's, he's one of their big timers there. Yeah. Okay, so my point of it is, is this a, an email that if you're on his chain you'd get, or did this come from Goodell to owners – Basically I think that saying, one went to owners and executives. I don't think that went out to the media right. as well. Okay, yeah. so he also I'm and, and right is, now to see, and I don't, I don't, I don't believe I, I got it. Okay, so the two things. There's one that's. Oh, by the way, I did finish Mr. Robot, and I stand by my statement. Yeah, you've made it so that I don't even feel like I should. Cause no, I'm you have to go into something being disappointed. No, right? no, no, I, no. I don't no. want to watch. You have to watch it. Here's the thing. you It's better than season two. It's not season one, and it's not season three. But okay. here's the one thing that Wait, you will get. Season two, the whole uh, dream sequence of being in jail, right? Right. Yeah, okay. 
Which, again, it, it wasn't a bad, if you just isolate that as one season of television, it wasn't a bad season, but my goodness, did it move away from kind of where the yes. show was. Yeah, yes, that that was my biggest issue. It by itself was a nice idea, but it totally took you away from what the original point of the season right. one was. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you a quick question. I want to get back to the NFL thing in just one second, I promise. But let me ask you a quick question. It's general questions about shows. Would you rather, like the Sopranos gave you an ending with some closure, but not real closure, of course, with Tony, and, you know, an ending like, a show ending like that, where yeah. you don't get closure, but you're satisfied with the everything else, or mm -hmm. you do get closure, but you're just not satisfied with the type of closure you get? What would I rather have more? Right. Um, probably be I yeah. mean, for me it's about the destination as much or i'm sorry the journey not just the destination if that's fair but you still because need closure I, I do need a little bit of closure right. i was a little bit disappointed with how sopranos landed the plane but i also understood i'm not sure that there was a way to land it that would have been satisfactory where 80 percent of the people would have been like that's an amazing ending i think everybody wanted a different type of ending from how it went that's great, and I think lost from what I gathered. Oh my God, they didn't land. They crashed the plane like the, right. the as bad as it was. The whole series was based on right. This the plane lands. You just won't like the way in which the plane lands. But when you get off the plane, are you really talking a lot about the turbulence to get down on the ground, or the fact that you bumped up and down a little bit? Maybe not as much, right? Right. Unless, you know, for, for us, the people that are emotionally invested in the show, no, you, you have to watch it. You won't be disappointed with Mr. Robot, the four-season series. You will, I think, look at season four like, this just doesn't feel like what I'm used to from one and three. Uh-huh. But you're going to get okay. closure. You, you will get closure. All right. Maybe I'll watch it then. Oh, no, no, no. You have to watch it. But you, you, you want me to watch it because you watched it. <laughs> no, no, trust me. It's not like, hey, I smelled this thing in a box, okay, therefore so I need you to. it's not lost. It's not like they just no. completely crashed the plane. I see what you're saying. All right. No, I, All right. I think seasons one and three were so powerful and so unique in television that... Here's the thing. Uh, okay, I'll give you the biggest complaint, big school, like, wide-range complaint that I have with the show, season four, is that I've seen it. Everything they've done, except for the actual plot in which they advanced ultimately, it took forever, is I've seen it. I've seen Elliot in those same situations. I've seen Darlene in those same situations. I've seen Dom, the FBI agent, in those same situations. I've seen everybody in similar situations where uh, White Rose, Price, Philip Price. I've see, you know what I mean? It's kind of just yeah. like, all right, guys, let's, let's kind of move it forward a little bit. Right. Okay. But you get all the right. closure. That's why I asked. All right. Closure is good, though. So I'll, I'll check it out. OK. Now, the one thing that wasn't really getting a lot of initial talk, because initially people were like, hey, the draft's on 23rd through 25th. Great. We can move on. But mm -hmm. the other thing is this warning or threat, if you will. And I'll read you the quote. So people who maybe haven't heard this or want the actual reaction, I'll give you the quote first. Goodell wrote in the memo, quote, public discussion of issues relating to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action, end quote. Now, what disciplinary action could come down to who specifically, Jeff, that would be criticizing 
or at least raising a public issue or discussion, if you will, about the draft? Um, I have no idea. Me neither. Uh, I, I imagine that that is a bark that's going to be worse than the bite. Will there even be a bite? Well, uh, or is that like a little yapper? I don't know. A fine? A t- what's a ten thousand dollar fine to a franchise? I don't know. You know, but that's my point. Is it a completely hollow, empty, baseless threat? No, probably not. But is it going to do anything that makes anybody want to silence themselves? Maybe like the twenty percent of the people in the NFL. Maybe it's larger than that. Like a guy like. Howie Roseman yesterday and Doug Peterson, they never point out, you know, they never criticize the NFL. So those are people who are probably going to read this and say, I'll continue to be me. But I don't know. Think of someone who's frequently criticizing the NFL. And I can't think of someone now, but if you can, let me know. I, I don't know if that's going right. to do anything different. Is are there some renegade me? owner that we should you, be you, aware of right now? Are you right calling now? me right now, Aton? I am. Why are you calling me? So I can see your beautiful face up on my screen. Ah, all of a sudden my computer starts beeping and I'm going crazy here. Oh, it's not going to impact the, the broadcast. All you need to do is just accept the call. It's like Mr. Robot, just accept the call, all right? All right, I've accepted the call. Now you've accepted yeah, exactly. the malware. Now I'm in right? and I can't get out. Exactly, I've got you in now. <laughs> it's going to be some weird, awkward Black Mirror episode. So, right. no, but that that's, I guess the point here is, who speci- let's just look at in reverse. Who specifically is out there that would be under the realm of disciplinary action that needs to be warned? I mean, they can't um, reach Antonio Brown. No, no, no. Haven't there been, like, didn't Bruce Arians come out and criticize the NFL for something? There have been a couple of people. Oh, Sean Payton. And... Sean Payton is the one who said the draft yeah. should be, or free agency, pardon me, should be pushed back. Now, the guy was dealing with. He's fine now, but he was dealing with the diagnosis of coronavirus, COVID-19. So I, I don't know. I mean, he had a point where he was physically removed from the actions of free agency, Jeff. But is that ground? Are you going to discipline somebody who's diagnosed <laughs> with COVID-19 for saying, hey, hey, maybe we should push things back? Hey, look, if there's going to be somebody who disciplines someone for having COVID-19, it's going to be the leader of the NFL. I guarantee you that. That would be the guy. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? You talk about now that would be on the level. It's it's I don't even want to equate the two, but you're right. Yes, if there's anybody who would be prime for that, then it would be something along those lines. But I think it's fair to ask um, who's right in this situation as far as you know. Critics of NFL people who criticize the NFL for going forward with this. What is their what is their beef with having the draft done on the right day virtually? Is it that they felt like they didn't have enough time because of the closures of pro days and the closures of facilities to really get to know who the prospects are? Because that's a valid beef, but it's a beef that every single team faces equally at this point. So it's not like some teams get a leg up, leg up over the others. Um, so I wonder if some of the criticisms – from NFL people, it's self-serving. They just they want more time. They want more of this. They want to have a chance to get more information or medicals X Y Z, which I can understand them wanting. But is it worth moving the draft to an unknown time when you don't know if even that date is going to be a good date for the draft? And to be honest with you, the NFL right now is keeping a lot of people who are home and quarantined at least entertained with the news that they've been giving you through free agency. Yes. So how do you con- how do you counter that? 
But I guess what I'm saying is, is the NFL League office wrong here in wanting to keep the draft no. in its current slate and make it virtual? The, no, no, no. The NFL, I think, is dead on. But I think it, I don't know, how much of this just reeks of a combination of draconian methods vers- with a slice or dash or maybe sprinkle of just tone deaf, where it's like, what are you doing threatening disciplinary action for something like this? Whereas normally, Jeff, this would just be rolled out as a great plan. Yeah, I think it is more tone deaf. But again, I, I don't think anybody really thinks that some some team is going to get the um, you know, the real anything more than a slap on the wrist. I, I, you know, I go back to that lock. You remember the lockout from ten years ago, and they had the uncapped year going into the the lockout because that's what the language in the CBA said. Yeah. But there was that gentlemen's agreement among all the owners yes. that you really weren't going to spend all the money in an uncapped year, but yet the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington Redskins did it anyway, and they got penalized for it. I think it was loss of draft picks, but that it was... Yeah, you're that, right. Yeah, but that's breaking... By the way, I supported Washington and Dallas in that. I thought it was ridiculous. If you have an uncapped year yep. and the legal paperwork says you're allowed to spend all your money, there should be no gentleman's agreement in the NFL, that's that's called collusion. Correct. To be honest with you, so I I thought it was wrong for the NFL to do that and penalize them. So maybe they would go. Maybe they would overreach. This is something that you, now that I think about that and bring it up, I'd be curious to see what kind of real threats um, or real action they would take. But it does seem draconian. Yeah, and and again, you said tone deaf as well, right? So th- and there's tone this. Deaf, yeah. But isn't there this? I don't know. Let's look at it this way. Who now, like moving forward, where is the resistance going to come from? Is it going to come from media? Is it going to come from radio hosts? Is it going to come from Twitter? Where is now? Because the NFL, even if Bruce Arians doesn't like this, it's going to be mums the word because of this ridiculous memo. So mm-hmm. where will resistance, if there is even is resistance? And then that begs the question, Jeff, how tone deaf are you to get ahead of something that isn't real? <laughs> Yeah, Meaning, no, that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if this were ten years ago, Al Davis would probably be the the you know the leader embarking at the NFL just because, right? Because he's Al Davis. I don't, I don't, I mean, other than Sean Payton, maybe Jerry Bruce, Jones. Who? Jerry Jones. No, Jerry Jones is usually lockstep with yeah. Goodell in the NFL, unless Robert they're coming Kraft. down. Of course, I'm one of his guys. <laughs> Correct. But, um, Robert you know, Kraft. I mean, let's yeah, look at the Kraft, usual suspects. I, is Jeffrey Lurie going to come out, Jeff, and say something? Probably not. Probably not. I just I don't think it's that big of a deal. So, so I guess I'm a little surprised that they felt the need to circulate a memo about it. But, you know, this is the NFL. This is Goodell. This is what they do. They flex their muscles every, every time. Weird flex, bro. It uh, is. Weird flex, bro. Public discussion of issues relating to the draft serves no useful purpose and is grounds for disciplinary action. Unbelievable. I mean, what's he really going to do? But again, what would, and this is what I, let's look at two things when we can, if we can, when we come back, Jeff. First and foremost, the draft, which continues, and we can talk about how that changed the actual physical nature of the draft going virtual, which is a great idea, especially because you can keep it going. There are a couple of questions and concerns like the lack of physicals and the physical element being removed. And then also this, I just, I don't know where the negative is. I don't know who has a problem with this right now outside of somebody that may say hey, it's unfair I didn't get to a true physical with Judy. 
You know, I wanted I wanted our doctors to take a look at Judy. Therefore, let's move the whole draft. Outside right. of that, who's who has a problem right now? We've been home for two weeks. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's almost tone deaf on both sides, right? You know, you're you're telling us you you know you want the draft move, and what are we gonna do? We're enjoying free agency. It's the only thing right now keeping sports fans you know interested and locked into their their TV. So I, I kind of understand both sides of this. I do think it's important to have information, all the medicals, all the updates, get to know yep. guys. And teams are finding ways to at least get stuff sent to them, at least do FaceTiming using technology. So it's not like they're completely locked out of getting to know these prospects. At Jeff Mosher NFL, at Shander Show, we're live, 97th ESPN, 97.3 ESPN.com slash app. You're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Hey, South Jersey, this is Billy Schwime. Tune into The Locker Room every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon on 97.3 ESPN. Each weekend in The Locker Room, you will get passionate sports talk from a fan's perspective, along with interviews with some of the biggest names in sports. That's every Saturday and Sunday from 10 a.m. to noon in The Locker Room with me, Billy Schwime, on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app, because nothing could be finer than talking sports with a Schweiner. Green Tree Mortgage Company LP invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions about mortgages, purchase and finance options, and about homeownership. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. Branch NMLS ID 151432. 1917 Walsh Road. 3204. Philadelphia PA 19115. Licensed mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance. And by the PA Department of Banking and Security. License number 21020. As a company committed to the health and well-being of its members, Independence Blue Cross salutes all the nurses in the Philadelphia region. Nurses offer the best of themselves, providing comfort and security with grace and compassion. Their contributions are immeasurable but unmistakable, invisible but impactful. Thank you, nurses, for your dedication and for giving your heart and soul on every shift. With Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring from Tom Adams Windows and Carpet, high performance runs deep, deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty, and the widest selection of beautiful wood and stone patterns. And Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme dent resistance, a 100% kit and pet-proof warranty, as well as a 100% waterproof warranty. For people who really live on their floors, Pergo Extreme is the worry-free solution that doesn't make you compromise. For details, go to TomAdamsWC.com. TomAdamsWC.com. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Hello, my name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm. 
Every day, countless people are seriously injured due to the negligence of others, whether it be in an auto accident, construction accident, nursing home neglect, medical malpractice, or slip and falls. Many of these people never recover personally or economically because they did not know their rights at the time they were injured. Don't let this happen to you or your loved ones. If you or someone you know has suffered an injury due to the negligence of others, contact an attorney and get educated on your rights and responsibilities, like your health, life, and well-being depend on it, because they do. My name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm, and I'm a Philadelphia trial lawyer. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So you ordered some wipers online with our free same-day store pickup? No problem. We'll grab those for you so you can get back on the road. You know, we also offer free next-day delivery. You just order what you need on AutoZone.com by 10 p.m., and we deliver it to your front door the next day. It's perfect for those projects that can wait until tomorrow. Getting your job done just got easier. Free next-day delivery on eligible items on orders over $35. Restrictions and details at AutoZone.com. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Progressive presents Get Pumped. Inspiration to help you do insurance stuff. Hey, are you just going to stand there and let people not give you credit for being a good driver? You deserve discounts on car insurance, and that's what Snapshot from Progressive is for. So why aren't you signing up? You need music to get pumped? Hit it! Drum solo! Ow, that hurts my fingers. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Snapshot not available in California, North Carolina, or from all agents. You're listening to Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Alongside Jeff Mosher, Aton Shander, at Jeff Mosher, NFL, at Shander shows how you can follow along. The NFL moves on with the draft, so nothing changes there. Nothing at all changes. Now, Ozark is back. You know that, right? Yep. Never seen a, a minute of it, but I've heard it's good. Well, I thought you caught up. Ozark? Yeah, I thought I, I thought you watched Ozark. Ozark. Brother. No? No. Have you ever maybe watched... Your, maybe your uh, other uh, partner, radio partner, before me? I don't think so. Oh, maybe. I heard him talking about it once. Yeah, but I feel like that wouldn't be... A major topic of conversation, unless we like really went down a rabbit hole. I feel like Ozark is something we would have talked about. Yeah, no, I've never seen it. So, McMullen's a big fan. Okay, no, the show, the show is really good. Season two is not season one, but it, it's that's starting to be the theme, right? But yeah, season three is highly anticipated. I thought you saw that. All right, that's that's my fault. I for some reason thought you were locked into that. No, 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 not me. How about a Kirk Herbstreet, man? You see what he said? Kirk Herbstreet? Kirk Herbstreet, yeah. No. Quote, I'll be shocked if we have NFL football this fall if we have college football. I'll be so surprised if that happens. Well, where is, pretty, where pretty is it coming from, though? It's coming from the mouth of Kirk Herbstreet. Where no, he's no. getting that is worth talking about. I don't know if... That's the sense that he gets as an ESPN employee from ESPN higher-ups who are nameless and faceless but make a lot of decisions. I don't know if he's just watching somebody on TV on a certain network and, and getting more scared than the rest or just being – I don't even know if that's if he's scared. Maybe that's realistic. I have no idea at this point. Well, that's the thing, though. It's, it's – what is it based on? Is it based on somebody sitting up at a boardroom in Bristol, Connecticut that's – going off of models mm-hmm. 
that even people in the CDC will tell you not to go off because the range of Model 1 through Model 5 is we'll be back to life in a week versus the entire planet will be done. Right. So, well, let me, let me I'll give you context of why he's thinking this. And okay. I'm reading this from, from TMZ, but it's, it's quoting him um, trying to see where he said it uh, or who he got interviewed with, maybe uh, ESPN Radio. And he said, just because from what Herb I understand, Street? people that I listen to. Wait a second, Jeff. This is Herb yes. Street? Kirk Herb Street. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I thought you said somebody else was being interviewed. No, 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 no. TMZ is aggregating it from his interview with someone else, which Got is, it. I think, ESPN Radio. And uh, actually, I'll just paraphrase. He's saying that from what he understands, when he reads the news, he feels like we're 12 to 18 months from a vaccine. And I don't know how you would let guys go into a locker room and stadiums be filled up with massive amounts of people and just play ball, even with some of this still around. You know, like, I guess he's saying, even if we start flattening the curve, is it enough by... August, when college football, when practices start, right? Late July, I think, maybe even, to have guys in locker rooms. And all of a sudden, you have people at events and things like that. So he he thinks that until there's a vaccine, that there's not going to be crowded locker rooms and crowded in games played in front of big stadiums, filled stadiums. Yeah, so I think what happens is networks, to me, I get that as a network is now going to make a decision whether or not it's valuable or feasible from an economic standpoint to play without fans. Because the reality is is that, again, if you're just looking kind of through the, the lines here, and, and so much of this is why you don't go off of models, because so much of this is based off of our behavior. So mm-hmm. much of this can shift over the next month to six weeks if everybody right. stays the hell inside. Right. right. So I, I do get or, out. Or, to your point, if get people worse. don't, even if, if people, three, in three weeks, people get cabin fever and they're like, Absolutely. I'm fine, I'm just going to get out, and that shifts, and all of a sudden you see another a spike because of that. Absolutely. Okay, so great follow, because you're right. Now that balances it out, where you can look at these models and go from zero to a 1,000 in a matter of seconds. With mm-hmm. that said, I don't fault... Anybody that is in charge or has to be in charge of making a decision at some point about, hey, we need to cope with the reality, like any business is now going through multiple different scenarios. And the worst case scenario should be brought up and should be addressed in some capacity. But where I think the difference where I jump off is... All right, I get that somebody at ESPN, that somebody at Fox Sports, hell, that somebody at the NCAA, NFL, wherever, NBA, they're looking at worst-case scenario, which, to your point, is people start listening. People go out, cabin fever, all this other crap that feeds mm-hmm. to us being inside forever. Then I think, or another one that we've been talking about for a little bit is, Dr. Mike even mentioned this, which is, hey, you might have June, July off. August off, next thing you know, this thing comes back in October, and you have to go through the same practices again. That would right. impact. My point of it is is that I, I accept a reality where the leagues and sports partnerships on TV are preparing for the worst, but I can't now look at Kirk Herbstreit and say, oh, man, now we have to prepare. Like, that's it. Right. There's no right. football. Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit should not be the Pied Piper in this. He's just someone who basically is – reading his own tea leaves, and he happens to be a person of prominence, so he's getting quoted, right? He's not hes not like a member of the CDC here, and I don't even think he's giving inside information on what he heard from up top at ESPN. It's from the context of the quote, 
he's, I think, doing what you just did, Aton, and that's, you know, in his mind, he's trying to reconcile whether or not people can really stay inside and flatten the curve for as long as they need to, or things are not going to move at the pace that everybody wants, and then all of a sudden May becomes June, and June becomes July, and you've already had no spring practices, and yeah. now you can't have your normal July and August practice, and he's just piecing things together, and that's his opinion. And I have no problem with him having that opinion, and I agree with you that if if a network or someone, a large committee of people who are in charge of putting these things on TV or like the NCAA just making them run altogether has plan A for best case scenario and plan B for worst case scenario and plan C for what if it's kind of still out there but not as bad and we've got better treatment, that's good leadership. That's what you want. You want people in these positions to be preparing for all scenarios so that the pants aren't down when it's time to come to make a real decision. Absolutely. I think that is encapsulated by a tweet that I found earlier. Again, at Jeff Motion Renafel, at Shander Show. Ralph D. Russo put this out. He works for the AP. I think mm-hmm. he's in New York. I guess he covers college football since 2005. He's been around for a little bit. He put this tweet out. It's not the tweet. It's the response. But the tweet is exactly in line with mm-hmm. what you said. It's almost like you had visions of this tweet and you led into it with Kirk Herbstreit. Russo tweets this. Spoke with an AD today who was going to have his staff start modeling out what it means to have the department. And then he puts in semicolon, basically lists a 10-game football season, losing one home game, losing mm-hmm. two home games, no fans all season, no fans through October, along with other less optimistic scenarios, which you read between the lines, is no season at all. Right. So the response, and this is from at Majestic Scott, I don't know who he is, I just saw in the mentions, and this falls in line with where you and I are trying to reason through this, is this, Jeff. This is smart by the AD, but important to note that responsible businesses are doing this modeling across all industries. It doesn't mean they have inside info that we're holed up for the rest of the year. Regardless, smart move by the AD. I hope most are doing this. You have to prepare for the worst, but you expect the best. I, I have zero issue with that. And I, you know, I don't even think it's a scare tactic, and I don't think it should make people scared. I mean, I think we're all inside a little bit nervous in general. I mean, if you're not already questioning what's going to be the world is going to be like in two or three months, then you're completely putting your head in the sand, right? So I try not to think about it, not because I'm I'm an ostrich here, but just because I'm just trying to live day by day by day and do my part to stay inside. Um, but I totally understand the idea that if you're in charge of an organization or if you're a multimillionaire who has a business to run, you have to have more than just one plan and you can't get your information for just one source either. It's got to be well-researched. Yes, and if you just come out, and again, doesn't mean that Herb Street or the people he's quoting aren't. It just means that we continue to remove our, or go one to two to three layers removed from the people who would actually impact a decision like this. And I'm not even talking about lawmakers. And again, it, it's all based right. on us. It's all based yep. on you and me and people listening if they stay the hell home. Yeah, that was a big part of it. It's all how much do you trust your fellow neighbor, your fellow states person, your fellow you know country person? It's fifty fifty sometimes. Well, I tell you, it's even worse. Here's the thing: I don't know who to trust at this point. I am yeah. complete. Like I, you know me and, and how paranoid and, and how anti everything I am, from human being individually to establishment. It's just at a point now where I I am really frustrated with reality because on one hand it's like the only way. 
that I truly know that this country, our society, that's all I can speak for, will stay home collectively is through draconian methods of shutting things down and possibly right. martial law. And then the other half of me is like, am I calling for draconian methods and martial law just to stay alive? <laughs> I'm telling you, this is probably like the the worst thing for us, our collective mindset. I don't mean as you and me, but us as Americans, but just globally, anybody. I, I hate to keep going back to narcos, but I'm at a time here where I'm already about, worried about what's going on in the present. And at, at night, I'm watching this story, this true story about a guy so drunk and consumed with power that he's literally killing everybody and anybody who comes in his path. And it makes you wonder, like, what? other people are thinking i keep going waking up the next morning i can't i cannot believe this man did these things like who does these things but you, you watch the nightly news every night people do terribly cruel and evil things and now we're relying on our fellow people to do the right thing just by staying inside we're right. not even asking people not to murder people we're just saying stay inside that's easy and i don't even know if that's accomplishable for for more than like a week or two yeah it, it it's tough isn't it it, I mean, it's, for, it's, yeah, it's extraordinarily tough. I but just, that's that's you know? the thing. You're right to that extent, which is this is something that is very basic. We're not going through. Hopefully, we we won't have to. But we're not going through brownouts. God forbid, blackouts, things along those lines, where there is a ton of pull. There was a thought that it would be that way. It it happened one night. I think it was like the first night or two in which everything really shut down in Pennsylvania, in the Delaware Valley, where I noticed a tug on my YouTube TV, where watching shows, every now and again, it would freeze and stop, and that lasted a day, maybe a day and a half. Now, mm -hmm. I can cruise through anything I'm watching, and again, the internet, the, the level in which I'm pulling for, and we've been home for two weeks in this area. So I do think that there was a little bit of a premature scare on the fact that there would be this major drain on technology and electronics and internet and power and that fuels your point which is dude you can stay home and be on your computer your playstation your tv your phone your laptop your ipad you can be on six things at once that's enough to not go out yeah there's certainly enough things to keep you in now the trick is when you're in <laughs> Maybe avoid watching shows about dystopian like uh, scenarios and ruthless despots. And maybe, you know, I should be like my kids and just start watching like Peppa Pig. Peppa Pig's legit, man. You ever watch Peppa Pig? I have not watched Peppa Pig. You might it's have legit. to give us a little breakdown of that coming up. But hold on a second. Are you telling me that, and this is an interesting study here. Are you telling me that the cabin fever slash world around us changing by the second is having some sort of psychological impact on how I and others binge watch television? I think it might. I think it might. Now, think about all the people you know, right, who tend to be at least overdramatic or overanxious. Yeah. Or I don't know many people. I saw somebody doing a six-person Zoom conference call. I thought I couldn't, I couldn't get four people to do that right now. <laughs> but you know enough people who fit that category of they tend to think the world is ending when they stub their toe, right? Yes, like... Come on, there's got to be enough people in the family member. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, it's, right? it's over the top. Right, the world's yeah, going to end. Yeah, exactly. Now, this is probably as 
worse of a scenario as they could have ever imagined. So who knows what's going on inside their home, what they're worried about, what they're consumed with, what is making them even more paranoid to begin with. So can you imagine that person then like, oh, I'm going to go to TV and watch something like, uh, you know, a show about a government being overthrown or a drug lord inheriting all this power or, you know, the, the, the hackers causing the the end of the world with just like, you know, uh, you know, corrupting the, the uh, sending a virus through major uh investment companies you know headquarters like anything like that is going to make them even more on pins and needles so i think we all just all need to watch peppa pig we're gonna need some breakdown of peppa pig coming up i have no idea anything about this show I can't believe sounds like a ripoff of charlotte's web <laughs> nah that's old school man well yeah it's a pig that's all i know it's a pig in a cartoon I'll tell you, that was the, another problem. All right, I'm going to tie Peppa Pig and Mr. Robot with your analysis coming up, all right? All right. You're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Coming up on the next edition of the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. As the NFL offseason and the Eagles offseason continues, we'll break down all of Howie Roseman's moves with ESPN South Pal Antonio for a South Pal Friday at 3 p.m. Plus, tanking to the top, we'll bring back author Yaron Weitzman to talk more about the book. The Sports Bash, weekdays from 2 to 6 on 97.3 ESPN, South Jersey's sports leader. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Muehlbrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive we do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. You're kidding me. The basement's full of water again. That French drain company was a scam. I'm calling Dry Guys. Stop dealing with the same problem every year. Dry Guys has been waterproofing basements and crawl spaces for over 30 years and their systems are the best on the market. Don't call Chuck in the truck. Call the nation's best waterproofing network. Go to dryguysradio.com to schedule a free appointment if you're a homeowner. That's dryguysradio.com. Book today before the next storm. Honey, get the vacuum. If you run a business in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, or Delaware, you're familiar with workers' comp insurance. Did you know Pennsylvania and New Jersey rates have dropped this year? Let Lighthouse Commercial Insurance help you take full advantage of the change. With 25 years of experience in the market, they know the most reputable and the most aggressive carriers. Give my friend Kevin a call at 800-691-1686. That's 800-691-1686. Or visit them online at lighthouseins.biz. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account. We're member-owned and offer all the services you're looking for, like mobile banking, 
and free ATM withdrawals. Visit our website at pfcu.com. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Your Greater Philadelphia Area Duncan is awarding a total of 25 $2,000 college scholarships to qualified high school seniors and current undergraduate college students around our region as part of their 11th annual Duncan Philadelphia Regional Scholarship Program. It's Duncan's way of helping you get your education running. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a recipient, visit learnmore.scholarsapply.org slash Duncan Philly. Applications will be accepted through April 15th. Apply today. America runs on Duncan. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. Prescription products require an online physician consultation and are only available if the physician determines a prescription is appropriate. Subscription required. See website for full details and important safety information. Hey guys, good news. The expensive little blue pill is now generic, which means the prescription medication to treat ED is super affordable at 4 And now get your first online doctor's visit free at 4 That's right. Zero copay, no awkward face-to-face conversations to get your prescription. That's really good news. To start your free online visit, go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash joy. This is Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Alongside Jeff Mosher, at Jeff Mosher NFL, at Shander Shows, they can follow along on Twitter. Bruce Arian shot down Antonio Brown signing with the Bucks as people actually thought that was real. Now, I did wake up today, not get on Twitter, although I did announce to the world that I finished Mr. Robot a couple of issues and things and questions and things, but here's what I would say. I had to fix the logarithm that, or algorithm, I should say, that Twitter has to continue to hide people's tweets and make sure that you only see what they want to see. So, luckily, I caught it and went back to the latest tweets, not top tweets or home, whatever the crap it is that they want to control you, and I saw your tweet being repurposed everywhere about some rumors, some trade. Sammy Watkins is a, is a Philadelphia Eagle, Jeff Mosher. <laughs> Man, I didn't want to get dragged down this rabbit hole. Uh, no, yeah. well, that, that's why I brought it up with only about four minutes left. Oh, well, apparently I took on an institution. and um, You did? Look, I, I, apparently I did. So here's the thing. I didn't realize I was doing it. Somebody sent me an email and asked me about uh, a Sammy Watkins trade to the Eagles rumor. And within five minutes of that, a couple of people on Twitter started asking me about it. Maybe someone sent me a screenshot of it, but I was doing it so quickly. I just looked into it, and then last night I actually got it, and I, I, I should have put it out immediately. I forgot, and then I woke up this morning, and I wanted to just make sure I, you know, what I looked into, and I could say that. But I, So I didn't realize it came from the account of, uh, was it Incarcerated Bob? 
Ah, didn't we bring this guy up, you and I? I have no idea. Yeah, I, I think you and I, and it was just like something similar. I, I remember, or maybe I thought it was when you first started jumping on here, and it was something similar, like mm-hmm. somebody just putting something out there, no type of substance to it at all, and like 50,000 people being like, oh, my God, yeah, I can't wait for this to happen. So I'm sorry. I didn't mean to jump Yeah, in. no. So I saw today, because he, he's now mad at me, I guess, and has blocked me from his account, incarcerated Bob, <laughs> because what he said, his tweet said that the Eagles were showing interest in Sammy Watkins. And he's, he, I guess his stance is that that doesn't mean they're interested in trading for Sammy Watkins, just interested in him, perhaps if he's released. So I guess he's saying that I'm, I'm out there debunking a rumor that he really technically didn't start. So whatever. I mean, I, I didn't at him. I didn't put his. I didn't like quote tweet it. Right. I had or no idea who it was specifically that I was responding to. So you know, apparently he, this guy's got a lot of fans and he's been right on stuff. So I think people well, think yeah. I'm coming at him and I'm not. A broken clock is right two times a day. Well, and I don't I, know. I mean, I figured this is someone that maybe you were more familiar with or, or somebody well, else. Here's all you need to know. All you need to know is he put out something like there's a 51% chance it might rain tomorrow on his account. And then when a verified, credentialed, decade-plus-long NFL reporter, journalist, comes out and says it's not going to rain, his response is to block. That tells me everything I need to know about how serious this guy really is. Yeah. I mean, again, I didn't I didn't not tag him. I didn't quote tweet him. I didn't it, even know somebody, it came from his account. So. It's somebody who's never been in, in a conflict before in their life, and when it, right. a conflict comes, they block. That, but it could be a situation where both things are true. The Eagles are not going to trade for Sammy Watkins, or at least they're not talking to them about it now. Sure. Why would they? I mean, right. they're not even paying $1.25 million for, like, Philip Dorsett. Why are they going to bring on Sammy Watkins and all that money right now? That, that, that wouldn't make sense. But maybe if he gets released, they do, although I don't know why they would pay more money for him when they're not paying money right now, but who knows? Yeah, who I, knows? I think that's it, though. Is It doesn't make sense right now. And, yeah, anything can change. You yeah, can put out a report I, I, that it's going to rain on Monday. Things might change. Right. If you ask me, just for my, my non-reporting educated guess now, I think it's going to wind up that Sammy Watkins stays in Kansas okay. City. They'll work something out. But that's just all I can give you right now. Fair enough. Now, Peppa Pig, how does this separate itself from Charlotte's Web? Because the biggest problem that I had with Mr. Robot Season 4 is mm-hmm. that, and I don't want to keep going through the different references of what it takes or steals or pays homage to but there are about five different really prominent things that Esmail basically just said all right I'm, go- I'm gonna take four or five different movies or shows out there and make this season four like Eminem being you know Big L and Tretch and two you know what I'm saying like a combination of so many different things it, it's just mm-hmm. how is Peppa Pig original because I feel like it's a ripoff Wait, real quick, what do you think it's a ripoff of? Charlotte's Web. Oh, no, no, it's nothing like Charlotte's Web. I mean, you got a pig walking around a cartoon. Do you think every cartoon with a talking animal, then, is a ripoff of of Charlotte's Web? Just a talking pig. I made it specific. Yeah, no, but he's a talking pig, but there are talking animal characters all throughout the show. She's Peppa Pig, there's Pedro Pony, Susie Sheep. The best is, the teacher's name is Madame Gazelle, which is, she's a French teacher named Madame Gazelle. 
that's fantastic right there. That that's not bad. No, now, there are no adult really themes in this show. Nothing as a reward for you watching. Say that again. Nothing as a reward for you watching. You know, Disney know. will throw an adult theme reward? in there every now and again. By the way, everybody's British, so they all have accents. It's great. You gotta love British shows. Hey, British humor is a... fantastic. Well, yes, French British humor. Yeah, I don't know about French humor. French well, no, humor? no, 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 no. The, the teacher, the French teacher, okay. the French. Everybody else has a British. Accent, hey, there's basically. another wide receiver that's out only there. has a Spanish accent. Today, Westwood One presents another great game in NCAA tournament history. Hi, Kevin Kugler here, inviting you to join us for the full game rebroadcast of the iconic 1983 NCAA title match between the Houston Cougars and the North Carolina State Wolfpack. It was Phi Slamma Jamma versus the Cardiac Pack and produced one of the biggest upsets in tournament history. Join us for some great March Madness memories right here. Exclusively on 97.3 ESPN-FM. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. Dry Guys of South Jersey wants to know if you have sticking doors and windows. If so, it could be a foundation problem, and this family-owned business wants to help. They use over 30 patented products and warranties that will repair Boeing and will replace cracked and leaky foundation walls. If your home is settling, Dry Guys will give you a lift. Call 844-470-4808, 844-470-4808, or visit dryguysonair.com. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Go to dryguysonair.com. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards, yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. Health Update with Robin Stoloff, brought to you by the Wound Care Clinic of South Jersey in Northfield. I'm Robin Stoloff for Health Update. From how to be safe and prepared in an emergency to how to take care of your pet, the American Red Cross has a suite of apps for your mobile device that include a wide range of helpful information. One of my favorites is the First Aid app. It is a free and simple way to get life-saving first aid instruction anytime, anywhere. Features include step-by-step instructions, videos and animations for first aid scenarios, a 9-11 call button and hospital locator, as well as safety and preparedness tips for a range of conditions, including severe weather and disasters. Be prepared and download the free Red Cross First Aid app today. It could save a life. I'm Robin Stoloff for Health Update. Brought to you by the Wound Care Clinic of South Jersey. Expert care with a compassionate touch. Now with new Dermapace technology for accelerated healing. This is Jesse's O'Reilly Auto Parts story. As a nurse, not making it to work was not an option. But driving through the snow with my wiper blades struggling, I just didn't feel safe. So I pulled into O'Reilly Auto Parts, and before I knew it, an employee was offering to install the wiper blades on my car. I got to stay out of the snow for a moment, and I still made it to work on time. Oh, 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 O'Reilly! 
At Sprint, our priority is keeping our customers, employees, and communities safe. During these uncertain times, we want you to get the great service you expect without leaving the safety of your home. Sprint.com makes shopping easier by offering free next day shipping and no activation fees on our best new phone deals, like the amazing iPhone 11. Lease it for just $15 a month when you switch to Sprint. For now, shopping online at Sprint.com is the best way to learn about our plans, buy new phones, and get the services you need. Stay healthy and go to Sprint.com today iPhone 11, 64 gigabyte, $15 per month after 14, 17 monthly credit applied within two bills. Requires new line of service, 18 month lease and approved credit. If you cancel early, remaining balance due. Offer and coverage not available everywhere. $30 activation fee, taxes and restrictions apply. The radio home of the 76ers. Oh boy, what a move by Embiid. 97.3 ESPN, WENJ, WENJHD, Millville, Atlantic City. The Jacob Media Sports Network, in partnership with 97.3 ESPN, presents The Midday Show with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Now, here's Aton Shander. All right, alongside Jeff Mosher, and you foolishly brought in someone now who's just going to completely derail and ultimately hurt your cause. I don't know why your go-to was Kevin Kincaid. Well, I know he's a fellow Peppa Pig appreciator. Well, yeah, but the majority of his television is awful. I'm unaware of that. Well, now... Well, look, a broken clock, as you mentioned. (laughs) He's right twice a day, Well, the two of you, that's what it is. You're 11, 12 a.m. He's 11, 12 p.m. At some point, you're going to be right. There you go. This is just a... There's no reward for you on this show. Come on. I think there is. It's funny. I like it. There are people who actually, Americans, who have no connection to, to, to Europe, who speak, their kids are speaking in British accents because they watch Peppa Pig and think it's cool. Right. I've read that. That's pretty funny. Peppa Pig. Why don't you try watching it once? You know, do what you like to do and then watch it and see if it, uh, you know, you're enjoying yourself. Get a good laugh. Why would I watch a kid show? For a diversion, my friend. You don't well, like a diversion every once in a while? It's not so... Well, yeah, my diversion is putting on King of Queens, King of the Hill, something like that where I don't yeah, have to watch try it. something new. Step outside your boundaries. Well, I am. That's why... That? Wait a second. Are you now trying to turn this on me? I, I step outside doing... my boundaries on TV? You're spending your time watching Peppa Pig. Look, give it two episodes. Tell me if you like it. All right, here's the thing. You tell a parent to watch Peppa Pig because they can't get their kid to sit still or, or right. quiet, be quiet. I think that's great parenting advice by Jeff Mosher. You're telling me who doesn't – I'm not in a position yet where I need to watch Peppa Pig. Shouldn't I wait and save that up? No, that's a good point. That is a good point. Although by the time you have uh, Spawn, it's probably going to be you – know, and. And, um, you know, it'll be like a relic. Look, at that point, like I'm the just going to talk about Sesame Street. My kids don't know what Sesame Street is. I hate that. Well, Sesame Street changed so much that you refused to have it on, right? Oh, I don't. Is it even on anymore? I thought yeah. it was just not on. Oh, is it off the air? I don't Come think on. it's on anymore. I thought that they just changed things around to the point where the show just looks different. It's possible. I don't yeah. remember. 
The show is still on. It airs tomorrow. It's on HBO East and West. HBO? You never had to go to HBO to find uh, Sesame Street. It was on PBS. Well, now they're adult themes, man. Oh, it changed like that? Yeah, you think Big Bird can just maintain hanging out on the block all day with no job? Well, I, I guess the real question in 2020, if this is a more of an adult show, did they finally tell the truth about Bert and Ernie here? <laughs> yes, I think that's been covered. Look, if they've got Big Bird slanging product on the block, I think they've covered Bert and Ernie. Now, this is season 50. 50 years this show has been on. That's crazy. There's no way. So you have no excuse right now to not have Sesame Street on in the household. You thought it was off no, the air. Well, I mean, I didn't know it was on HBO. We didn't have HBO until about a few months ago. So now at least I can check it out. It I comes was 10 years between... old when I found out it was on HBO. Well, now it's changed. Now it's, you can open this up. Why? Because it's an HBO product? Well, no. Now I know where to find it. I thought it was off. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. You couldn't but just do reruns. if you're telling me it's that different, though, I don't know if it's... If no, it's, really, it's, you know. it's not. I'm just using oh, HBO. Okay. It's All on right. in between reruns of Oz and The Wire. <laughs> I didn't know if it would turn into Avenue Q over here. Where, you know, <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Avon Barksdale is on in the background, just hanging out. You could see him. That's where he That's went. That's what he they renamed from... the dog. <laughs> he used to be Barkley. Now they call him Avon Barksdale. That's right. That's right. The dog is Barksdale. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine that? There uh, has to the way be. you were setting it up, I was starting to think so. I know. I feel like I could have gone down that road with you, but that's Listen, fine. Listen, this I... is the second day in a row where you really got, you know, you got me on the Tammy Baldwin thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sister of the famous, now infamous. Billy Baldwin. That's right. Hey, did you, real quick, I saw this uh-huh. come out, and Houston looks like they may sign him. So I'm just curious where you stand Billy on Baldwin? This. Yes. Billy Baldwin is coming out of retirement. What's, what's the last thing Billy Baldwin did? Do you know? He was, uh, I know there was a movie, a really bad movie, shockingly, he was in. But I don't remember what it was. Boy, I wouldn't. It's been a while. It is a while. So he's actually, he has a couple of movies. One, two, three. He's got six movies completed. The other are in post-production. He's filming something right now. This guy works. Was the movie Two Graves in the Desert that you're thinking of? No, I don't think it was that. Welcome to Acapulco? That might have been it. You sure? Yeah. He was in Firstborn, Cutoff, Minutes to Midnight, Abigail Falls, Maximum Impact. These are all movies that have been out in the last three years. Uh, Not surprisingly, I've seen none of them. He was in Blowtorch in 2016 as Detective Frank Hogan. Of course he was. Detective Frank Hogan. Oh, you know who else is in this movie? Who? All right. Give me a more famous Armand than Armand Asante. I can't. Armand Gilliam? That's Armand, technically. But Yeah, I, you're I right. Armand. Is, it's just Armand DeSant. He's in there, too. What, he was... Uh, what, what was Asante fit? Was he in that sh- the, the movie where Demi Moore was a stripper, right? He was the detective. What was that movie where, where she was Strip-tease? a stripper? Striptease? What? Striptease? Yes, right? That was the name of it? Yeah. Yeah, he was like the detective trying to help her. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's like him. He plays himself in every single movie. That's it. That's exactly right. He was also in a television show. Uh, what was it? it was oh, like a I know what you're talking about. Made for oh. TV movie. It wasn't like the Butterfucos, but it was something along those lines, right? <laughs> no, I think it was. I think was, it was he? Like 
Was it the Amy Fisher story? I think you're right. I think it was in the Amy Fisher story. <laughs> Hold on a second. I need to check. You know, it's amazing that Armand DeSante didn't do more stuff, you know? Well, he's so typecast, and you're right. There is so many. There are so many shows and movies about that kind of stuff. I guess you're right that he just refused to get out of the typecast. Yeah. Now, what was the name he of John Gotti in something? Yeah, he was Gotti and Gotti. Yeah, he was Gotti, right? Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But it, that wasn't the movie, was it? Or was it like a made-for-TV show? I don't remember now. See, I'm trying to find the name of... It was whatever. Gotti. He was, he was Gotti and John Gotti. 1996. Okay. Yeah. That's right. 96. Yeah. Now, what year was that Buttafuoco Fisher thing? Oh, my God. You're right, by the way. He was Lieutenant Al Garcia in Striptease. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, wait. Gotti was. was a TV movie that he was in. It wasn't a movie. It was a TV movie. There's a, dis- a clear right. distinction. Right. Now, I don't remember the name of that show, or that movie, do you? Sophia no. Loren, her own story. He was in that. Oh, I don't remember that one. Well, it was 1980. You probably wouldn't. Not neither <laughs> one of us. Did. So we got into this whole thing because you said Billy Baldwin, and I was actually going to. No, you said Houston first. Somebody yes. Houston signed somebody, right? No, they're not signing somebody, but I think they are going to sign somebody. And Who? it's another poll from the XFL. And if it weren't for P.J. Walker, then this young man would have won the MVP by a mile, and that's Cam Phillips, the wide receiver. Okay. What position was he Houston. playing? He was playing wide receiver for the Houston Roughnecks. I thought there was a better wide receiver. Who was the first guy to have 100 yards? It was like, um, uh, what was his name? Uh, Gil once said it was Noah Spence, and I said that's impossible. Noah Spence is a defensive end, in, in, but his name sounded like Noah Spence. It might you have know been what I'm talking about? Yes, I, I think you're, the guy was on L.A. I'm not I sure. but I, Phillips, go I, thought, I didn't realize Cam Phillips was the other star. Dominated. Oh, okay. No, Phillips dominated the XFL. As much as Walker was mm-hmm. putting up huge numbers in the five games he played, Walk, Phillips was the biggest recipient of – and look, the guy made plays. I know he's only six foot, but the guy was playing insanely well. He was jumping up, grabbing balls out of the air. He was – outstanding in the XFL. And the reason why I say that, Jeff, is because the league clearly isn't the NFL, but there is something to... It almost felt like watching somebody who would... You know, like T.O., right? Coming out of a smaller college or somebody who would play against lesser competition than in the SEC or a big six, power six. But you Mm -hmm. could tell that their skill set was miles above everybody else. Right, yeah. It that looks was like he Cam was, Phillips I mean, this he, year. He had uh, over 100 yards more receiving than the next best receiver, Dan Williams. He had 455. Williams had 338. 455. Nelson and, Spruce. Yeah. That's the Nelson guy Spruce, I was thinking right. of. Nelson Spruce. Yeah. It wasn't close with the ability, the speed, just the want. I mean, the guy did everything to a T how you would want it, and it looks like now you're going to have interest from the Dolphins and Bengals as well as – well, Houston could definitely use somebody. He's a local guy, meaning he played there. So right. I saw I three be... teams pop up, and this isn't this isn't somebody you're gonna have to pay a ton of money to. I would think, right? No, but it's gonna be an uphill battle. He's gonna be a camp body, I would think. With you know, because when the you know the AAF was doing fairly well as far as giving you decent talent, right? It was its issues were financial, and I remember the Eagles signed the wide receiver whose name is escaping me right now, um, Robin, something Robinson. He had used to be on the uh, Vikings. 
and they signed him from the AAF after it folded, and he came to camp, and he actually played well, but he was never going to make the team. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You're make me look it up, Jeremy right? Bloom. No, no, come on, not Colorado. That's not about 10 years ago, I said the AAF. I know, I'm joking. <laughs> I tried to figure the most random guy I could slide in there at Charles wide receiver. Johnson. Charles Johnson. Charles Johnson, right. Now, yes. Charles Johnson did not explode on the AAAFL like Cam Phillips did, right? I thought he was one of their leading receivers. He was one of their better guys, yes. Well, here's yeah. the thing, though. Let me ask you this, and I'm not trying to flip it around. I'm just presenting a scenario. Mm-hmm. Cam Phillips is signed to be a camp body, which clearly is more accurate than not by a mile. But mm-hmm. he does provide something that the Philadelphia Eagles could use, which is some downfield speed. Does he? Is You watched more XFL than me. So there's our, you know this, there's two types of receivers in this league. Guys who make plays downfield, like what Alshon used to do because of their size. And That's guys not who are just burners. So I don't know. You can average 14.7 a catch not being a speed guy. You know what I'm saying? He went downfield and, and grabbed ball. Now, again, he's not somebody like Alshon that has the body and can position his body, but he can separate. And yeah, foot Walker, 200, he's probably going to be a speed guy, not a, yeah. not a big physical specimen. You could also put him in this. I wonder if you could put him in the slot now that you've lost Aguilar. Knowing that you're not going to run a lot of slot, but the ability to have him in the slot. Oh, you're you're saying so? What if the Eagles got involved? I, I thought it was a done deal to Houston. No, um, no, no. I'm sorry. I'm yes. This is not a done deal. There are three teams that I see, or at least publicly, are right. looking at him. This is not going to make or break the off season. I'm not going to turn around and say, "Gd you, Howie Roseman, how the <laughs> hell didn't you bring him in?" But right. he does provide some element of speed. He's not Deshaun Jackson, but nobody really is. And right. I think you could move him around a little bit. Could he be another Greg Ward or a better version of Greg Ward? Might be. It couldn't hurt. I certainly this is the type of uh, how he would like to look for. He's not spending any money a wide receiver right now. Right. He does have the speed. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why it would hurt to take a shot. I don't think that just because it didn't work out with Charles Johnson that he would be averse to signing this guy from the XFL. If anything, I thought Charles Johnson played well yeah. in camp last year. It was just a, a number situation. That's probably this, more this political, younger, right? Yes. Yeah, Phillips is So, young. if anything, you play well, and at the worst, maybe you flip him at the end of camp. You know, if somebody wants him badly, you're not. he's not going to make your team. You get a fifth, I mean, I'm sorry, a sixth or a seventh out of it. I don't know, or a player-for-player player type deal. He's 24. He played in the NFL already. Remember, he was with the Bills. Right. I don't think he played much, right? But No, I, I don't really remember him, to be honest with you. I don't remember him being a Bill. I'm not saying you're I'm, – I'm sure he was. I'm just – He's not the type of guy that. Where, where did he go to school? V Tech, Virginia Tech. Nah, I don't. He doesn't like uh, register with me. He shouldn't. I don't think that this is a. And and look, to be honest with you, wouldn't that? That's actually a pretty good point. If he rec, if he registered, if he was somebody who came in with a lot of promise, and was relegated to playing in the XFL and had five good weeks, wouldn't mm-hmm. you be a little more cautious versus somebody who? slid and earned his way as a backdoor entrance into the XF, uh, NFL. Yeah, and... if he was a name, you'd think, well, what's exactly. going on? Why are you in the XFL? What did you do? What's wrong with you? Who did you piss off? You know, yeah. I'm trying to see where... He has one catch for the Bills in for nine yards in two That's games it. in 2018. 
Yep, signed to the practice squad after being waived. Active it's pretty roster. cool, by the way. I mean, no matter what happens to him for the rest of his life, he caught a ball in the NFL. Cool. That is cool. Yeah. How, like, how you get long to tell the grandkids that. What do you think would be the hardest thing to do? Score a goal in the NHL, assuming that you can skate to some competent level where you're not going to you know, fall over yourself. Uh-huh. Score a goal in the NFL. Catch a pass. Not throw... Not get a first yard, you know, first yard run with the football. I mean, run out and catch a ball, even if it's eight yards. But it has to be more like you have to be in front of the line of scrimmage. It can't be a screen or anything like that. Catch a pass. Mm-hmm. Get a base hit. Any type of way in which the scorer would say that's a base hit. Or, you know, I think it's actually harder to grab a rebound and make an assist than it would in the NBA as far as scoring a basket for an average you be, person. You think it would be harder to get an assist? Yeah, because think about it. I, and I have to credit, Kyle Newbeck was the one who put this theory out there, and I subscribed to it. So he was the first person I saw on Twitter kind of talking about this from an NBA standpoint. But you and I, Josh, Gill, right? Even Ryan, who's in better shape than all of us, except for Josh, right? Put him out there in the NBA. Think about mm-hmm. this. Guys are going to sag off you. You are going to have to knock down a 15, maybe 20-foot shot with nobody on you until you actually hit that shot, and then somebody's going to... St- now, you might get your shot blocked once or twice, but the reality is is that they're going to sag off you because they can. Now, right. making a pass, forget grabbing a rebound because you're going to go up against somebody who the weakest player in the NBA could box the hell out of you and me combined. But, uh-huh. Think about the passing lanes and how difficult it is to move the basketball at the speed in which you're used to playing any level of basketball versus the guys on the floor, especially right. if they're hanging back on you. All right, I'll take all that into account, and I think that's fair, and I think that raises a good argument why it may not be as hard to score a bucket in the NBA if you were on a team full of NBA players as it seems but in this era of shooting and literally, yeah, if they're sagging off you, one person can't defend four other people himself, though. I still think if you're, it's it'd be easier to get the assist. You can get the ball to Steph Curry. He's going to hit a shot in somebody's face. It's getting the ball to Steph Curry. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be as difficult as you're, because then if not, I'll just go to Clay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's, I still think it's easier to get the assist than the bucket. Think Unless about you're this. just a really good shot, and like you said, they sag off you. Well, they're going to sag off you regardless, right? So somebody now is going to have somebody shading them. And now it's a matter of the average person can't move the basketball fast enough. Like you yeah. you and I yeah. can't move the basketball fast enough in order oh, to get yeah. picked You're going to turn the ball over every single time that somebody comes at you. That's true. But if you got like two seconds to draw up a little press break, I mean. <laughs> Who are you, I, Brett I, Brown? I What's that? All right, well, what, what's, what's harder? We'll look at one of those three, whatever the hardest of the three of those, those are. What do you think the hardest thing would be of those four? I think scoring a goal in a well, hockey game. Just because of the nature of how difficult it is in general. Absolutely. It's like even before you can score the goal, you've got to be able to skate. Well, like, yeah, but really that's fast. assumed. Yeah. That's assumed. You can skate. You can skate. You can play college-level hockey and skate. Okay. You could be a winger at RPI. I still think it's really difficult. More difficult than putting a round object on a round ball that's coming at you with break at 92 miles per hour? Yes, because you it's hard I think it's harder to score a goal without 
your skill shining through than in baseball when you can be completely late, completely guess wrong, and bloop one accidentally and just have enough speed to run one out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that more can go wrong with a swing in baseball and what happens after and for you to be able to get to first base on a hit than more can go wrong and you'd still be able to score a goal in an NHL environment. Now, you look at it, I think, from having the puck on your stick and a slap-slash-wrist shot, but couldn't you make the argument that a garbage rebound goal could come just as easy as what you laid out in baseball? Man, I think you got to have good instincts, even for the garbage rebound goal. you got to read where the, where you think the puck is going to rebound to. I mean, unless you're just standing right in front of an open net, but that's not really the case. I mean, how, how often are you going to be in that position as an amateur trying to do this? Well, you would just – they would tell you, right? I mean, the easiest Can't place to learn net. is in the crease. I still think it would be pretty tough. No, I get it. Like, it, Tougher I don't than think it's easy. Hit. It's not easy at all. Yeah. But catching a pass – think about this. Catching a pass in the NFL – that is probably what would be the most overlooked of all of this, yet probably you could argue the most difficult. Well, I tell you, do you remember Michael Gasperson? Yes. <laughs> he played. Yes. Uh, he was on the Eagles practice squad for you know for a long time, and then finally they had just enough injuries, and um, I guess he had put just enough effort in that in 2007, Andy Reid activated him for one game, and to reward him. He came out on first down in a spread. I remember this spread formation. I think it was against New Orleans, right? And Gasperson's in the slot, and the play was determined to go to Gasperson. The quarterback was going to throw a little swing pass to him that he couldn't screw up, and Gasperson dropped it. He came out of the game, and he never saw the light of day again after that. So to your point, I mean, they couldn't have drawn it up. They couldn't have drawn it up any easier for him. <laughs> right. Just, it was a swing pass. It. There was no defensive back. He wasn't getting pressed. The ball was put right in his hands, and he dropped it. That's a huge part of it is you have nerves upon nerves where there's somebody around you. You're crossing the middle. You're five yards and running an out. Safety might – or in, sorry, safety might be coming. Anything like that. So the fact when you're wide, wide, wide open, it's like, oh, my God, you're too open. That's where that will come from. Yeah, it's like, oh, and then plus the knowledge, it's coming to me. Oh, my God. Oh, my, you know what I'm saying? You're thinking about it. This is my one shot. There's probably not going to be more after this. You just internalize the pressure so much that he dropped an easy pass. It's nuts, man. It so that might, that might be enough. You're but right, because if you, you think over. about the other sports, right, that we're talking about, with, with if you're involved in an NBA game or an NHL game, it moves so fast, and you're just so much a prisoner of the moment that I don't know that you got time to crap your pants, like, you know, and, and, and botch the one assignment that you have. In the NFL? Yes. Whereas well, yeah, baseball, like, like, you I don't could... think, no, in the NBA or in the NHL, the sport moves so quickly that I don't know that you're petrified. Maybe if you got a wide-open shot, that's a good example. But it doesn't have. That's not the only way you can score, or get an assist. Correct. Obviously. Yes, but I, I do think that you have to look at where pressure comes in, and while things are moving really fast, think mm -hmm. about this. It's almost the polar opposite, but not linear in a circle. Where on one side, I'm doing this for your benefit, so you can see me on the camera. Jeff. On oh, one okay. side, you've got what you laid out, which is the game moves so damn fast that you don't have time to think, but you get caught up in how fast everything is, and that could screw you over, versus being at the plate 
and having all the time in the world to think about things and then get caught up in mm-hmm. your mind moving so much that you're screwed. Yeah, but in baseball, even if you are internalized, like, again, you can just act, you can be 10 seconds late and nip that little ball down the line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, if you're Carlos, I mean, seriously, if you're, you know, I was going to say Carlos Barrera. I don't know where that came from. Carlos Baerga? Yes. Oh, did I say Barrera? Yes, Baerga. Of all the people you were going to pull out, Carlos Baerga? <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. It was the first name that came to mind. Yeah, if you're Al Pedrique. <laughs> you know that I'm on the Sunday? Let me tell you. <laughs> My goodness, man. Oh, boy. <laughs> you think uh, Carlos Baerga could do that? All right, there's a tweet that came out from Jeff Passan in the last couple of minutes regarding the MLB season. And it stands to reason that this would be what the Major League Baseball folks are thinking and might even fall into what Kirk Herbstreet heard that he then went on and talked about with TMZ. At Jeff Mosher, NFL, at Shander Show, we're live. It's 97.3 ESPN. You're listening to The Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Coming up on the next edition of the Sports Bash with Mike Gill. As the NFL offseason and the Eagles offseason continues, we'll break down all of Howie Roseman's moves with ESPN South Hal Antonio for a South Hal Friday at 3 p.m. Plus, tanking to the top, we'll bring back author Yaron Weitzman to talk more about the book. The Sports Bash, weekdays from 2 to 6 on 97.3 ESPN, South Jersey's sports leader. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Here's a message for contractors and business owners concerned about the bottom line. Make sure your commercial insurance coverage is right. Call Lighthouse Commercial Insurance. They can help. Let Lighthouse put together a comprehensive plan that is right for you for the right money. With 25 years of experience in the Philadelphia market, they know the most reputable and the most aggressive carriers. Give my friend Kevin a call at 800-691-1686 or visit them online today at www.lighthouseins.biz. Wet basement or nasty crawl space? Dry Guys is your answer for basement crawl space and foundation problems. They have over 30 patented products, including unique insulation packages and great warranties, too. Family-owned Dry Guys has been providing peace of mind for over 30 years to homeowners just like you. So what are you waiting for? Call 844-470-4808, 844-470-4808, or visit dryguysonair.com. Take the first step. You'll be glad you did. Go to dryguysonair.com. Hello, my name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm. 
Every day, countless people are seriously injured due to the negligence of others. Whether it be in an auto accident, construction accident, nursing home neglect, medical malpractice, or slip and falls, many of these people never recover personally or economically because they did not know their rights at the time they were injured. Don't let this happen to you or your loved ones. If you or someone you know has suffered an injury due to the negligence of others, contact an attorney and get educated on your rights and responsibilities, like your health, life, and well-being depend on it, because they do. My name is Nick Palazzo from the Defino Law Firm, and I'm a Philadelphia trial lawyer. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. Go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. Your Greater Philadelphia Area Duncan is awarding a total of $25,000 college scholarships to qualified high school seniors and current undergraduate college students around our region as part of their 11th annual Duncan Philadelphia Regional Scholarship Program. It's Duncan's way of helping you get your education running. To learn more and to apply for your chance to be a recipient, visit learnmore.scholarsapply.org slash Duncan Philly. Applications will be accepted through April 15th. Apply today. America runs on Duncan. The great thing about facts, they're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. You're listening to Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. Alongside Jeff Mosher. At Shander Show, at Jeff Mosher NFL. I have some people that are jumping in on both the Twitch, the Facebook. I don't know what's happening on the uh, Twitter thing yet because it's giving me issues. Twitter is just the worst. Absolute worst. It's necessary, I guess, for passing on information. That is, if you get the information, because I follow Jeff Passan, didn't see this tweet on my timeline, mm-hmm. and only until it was retweeted. And, I, and then I scrolled back down on my timeline when this thing came out at 110, and it wasn't on my timeline. I had to then scroll on Jeff Passan's timeline to find it. It's crazy. You would think that the al- the forget the algorithm that the app would work where I follow Jeff Mosher, Jeff Mosher tweets something, I see that on my timeline. Makes sense, right? You would think. I didn't realize that I know you I've heard you complain of this issue, but I've I have not yet at least I don't think have it impact me yet. Well, you might not know. I've actually sat next to people and gone through this very exercise where I've put a tweet out that says I even did it a couple of crazy tweets and I told people ahead of time. That one crazy tweet about how Tom Brady cheated and should never be allowed in the Hall of Fame, right? Right. I saw that tweet. Correct. And it was there. And I even told people ahead of time, like, look, watch the difference. I did that. And then this YouTube link of what I'm doing with my dad. But the point of it is, is what I found out through myself and others and, and people that are verified that have nearly a half a million followers. 
the more you promote that's your own site, link, video, especially if it's sports betting, certain things that come up as a no-no, the less you'll be seen. Those specific tweets will be seen as opposed to you putting out a tweet that says, hey, check out or the trade is false. If you don't put your own link or your own video or something like that to it, you'll have a significantly higher chance of it being seen. So what you're saying is your intentionally, I guess, glib tweet about Tom Brady is going to be seen more than your educational tweet involving a video of you interviewing your 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 medical professor father. Or, well, uh, sorry, not professor, but an doctor. Yes, mother. I, I think that's well. That's the example. But the point of it all is that the more you promote your own things that aren't sanctioned or looked at under the OK umbrella of Twitter. Uh-huh. the more the algorithm will pick it up and hide it. I'll give you a perfect example. John Stossel is going through this right now. I don't even know who that is. It, it's fine. He's libertarian. Per- I, I follow people on all different types of the political spectrum. He's right. way more of an individual than he is political-minded. But anyway, point of it being is that he's now going through this self-realization, this self-awakening <laughs> of uh-huh. being banned of certain things where certain things aren't. Anyway, the point of it all is that Jeff Passan put this thing out. Did you see this? I did not until it was retweeted into my timeline. I don't know which tweet you're referring to. I'm going to read it. Okay. The, the players and league agreed the 2020 MLB season won't begin until there are mm-hmm. no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans. This has an asterisk. I'll get to this in a second. There are no travel restrictions. Medical experts determine games will not pose a risk to health of teams and fans. Now, the caveat agreed to by the players and league is that they will consider playing games at neutral sites instead of home ballparks and will consider the feasibility of playing in empty stadiums and just how proper a solution it may be for both sides and especially fans. So that's the asterisk next to no bans on mass gatherings that limit the ability to play in front of fans. I guess my question would be, and maybe I haven't thought it through enough, why would there be stadiums in which it's okay, neutral sites that are okay to have people in them, as opposed to other stadiums which are banned from having mass gatherings? Is it because they suspect that there might be parts of the country that recover and get rid of the virus COVID much faster and it's not less of a concern? And is, are there going to be enough areas or regions and cities that have that, that, that it's going to, you'll be able to play multiple games involving multiple teams there? I don't understand that. And I, I think you're asking the right questions that, in my opinion, are rhetorical because there's no feasible medical answer that would say, yes, go to Indiana as right. opposed to Florida, unless they seal off the entire border of <laughs> Indiana or Indianapolis and say nobody in, nobody out. But then the, the last question I'll tack on to your rhetorical questions, which are smart, is this. Assuming, and I will, that your two questions are right, which is why in the world, how could it possibly be one area that's safer than others? Let's assume that it's right, which I, like you, don't believe it is. What in the world would be the thought process of a mayor or governor of an area that has been fully quarantined and safe to say, yes, more people from the outside come in now, come in now? It doesn't make right. any sense. Right. Unless None of this makes sense. Wait, uh, is it? 
I was thinking that maybe in this scenario, though, that there, it's still empty list, empty stadium. Yes, it's still and an empty stadium. The, yeah. But they're talking about moving around as far as having a neutral site to where you could have a limit of fans. But that goes back to the whole idea, which is you need to declare who's essential personnel and at that point be comfortable with essential personnel being a limit of who can gather. Right, right. But So I'm not going to be a hypocrite about this. If we're going to say that and anybody running a business or a league or a franchise or anything like that should have every single kind of option outlined, whether it seems absurd or it seems completely feasible, then I'm going to apply that to this too. I mean, even though I don't understand it and I don't see how it's feasible, baseball has at least went to the table and thought of certain scenarios where they could try to make it work under certain conditions. Okay, if they can, God bless them. If not, I don't don't expect it to happen, though. Okay, but uh, yes, and I think this is is going to be met with the same level of extreme reaction one way or the other that a Kirk Herbstreit statement was without clearly the intentions that the Kirk Herbstreit statement was with, right? Mm -hmm. Jeff Passan isn't putting this out there to be sensationalist or to scare people. No, he's just laying out the facts of what the agreement is. And the agreement, we have to think, was not just something that the league and the union met on one night and said, oh, let's just come up with, you know, I'm sure each side did its research, talked to whoever they felt like they needed to talk to, and came up with some kind of idea of how they want to follow through if they're permitted, which is the big if. So I guess my question in all of this is why? Does baseball need to do this? Like, does Josh Harris need to come out with what he did? Now we know in hindsight he did not. But there's a difference between looking as a business, even if that business is a multi-billion dollar industry, there's a difference between a small business that employs 16 people or and Major League Baseball, right, all in together, mm-hmm. looking at disaster scenarios, coming through and saying, you know, four or five months from now, we have to prepare for a couple of these models. And then coming out, the difference is then coming out and saying right now in the end of March, hey, we're not doing this until everything is fixed. I feel like you don't need to say this right now if you're baseball. This doesn't need to be public. Well, maybe there's just so much variance in information that we're getting from different sources and and, and so much of a variance in when we're going to be okay and when things are going to be coming back that Major League Baseball just wanted to make itself crystal clear on what's happening with its operations right now. I have no issue with that. They're at least telling you what's going on. This is our thought process right now. But why does that need to be public? Why can't that wait two weeks? Well, why we does actually, it need to be discreet? I don't understand. Like, what is not, the danger of making it public? It's not public meaning forever. My point of it is, is that you lose nothing by waiting two weeks and seeing where the country is as a whole. Because right now, I feel like so much of this is out of our control, whereas the only thing that's left in our control is staying home, that it could swing in two weeks. This whole thing could be di- my. I guess my point, Jeff, is that we're not at any point of time where you need to make a decision right now on what to do with the season. So mm-hmm. could you not wait two weeks, and then if things look really, I guess, more dire, hopefully not, you come out and say, look, this is pretty much the best-case scenario. 
Yeah, I hear what you're saying. You know what? I just think this becomes a creature of habit type of uh, of release. The two sides met. You know, whenever you have two sides, especially players and owners meeting and agreeing to anything, whether it be contractual or just procedural, somebody always goes and runs to some reporter or media and says, "Here, what? Here, you know." It's just almost like a force of habit at this point. So I think MLB just naturally says, "We have a meeting." Right. Full disclosure. Here's what our meeting's about. I don't know if it's to even educate as much as maybe I, I was trying to allude to him before, and other, it might just be procedural on MLB's part. We had a meeting. We want to be transparent. We'll let the people know what we met about. Could just be that. Yes, that's probably the biggest concern that baseball has, and I guess ultimately no damage is done. It's just a matter of again, who do you trust? to ingest and take in and be able to compute this information as mm-hmm. not, oh, my God, the, the season's over. Because, you know, social media, at least half of the people that, le- that read that tweet and Herb Street's tweets are going to say, you see, we're not going gonna to be indoors for the next year. Right, right. Well, so how do you avoid that? that though. Uh, you know what? You, you just can't control how people are going to run with certain certain quotes from people. So you just have to – but don't you have a resp- – I guess – doesn't baseball, and to a lesser extent, don't they have a responsibility to kind of clarify that this is not based off of any type of model, predictive CDC model, anything like that? We're just preparing for the worst? Or do they not have that responsibility? It's tough. I mean, I think that they have to teeter the line, right, between wanting to be transparent and inform the public of what their intentions are and not stirring public panic or causing people to believe things that are either better or worse than they actually are. So when I read Passant's tweet, it's very information-driven. It's not almost like I don't see it as trying to sway public image or opinion in any way. It's just literally laying out a plan that it has at a certain time. So that's all. I, that, that's my take from it. Okay. That's fair. That's very fair. And we got some tweets coming in as well at Sh- at Shander Show. Pardon me at Jeff Mosher NFL. Gage McDonald tweets at Gage McDonald with two D's. Assuming I'm still five nine, I'll say recording any sort of helpful stat in the NBA. If you magically gave me a foot of height, I would say getting a base hit in baseball, especially considering the quality of pitching we see in the game today. <laughs> what do you hear me? Sorry, I got a little distracted. Oh, no, 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 that's fine. fine. Just repeat that one more time. No, no, all good, all good. So Gage says, and this is something that I think maybe we should factor in, right? Gage Uh is five foot nine and says that recording any sort of stat in the NBA would be the most difficult. Says if you magically gave him a foot of height, he'd say getting a base hit in baseball. So have we not factored in the height of the average individual being thrown upon an NBA game, thrust into the game? For an assist or for a bucket? For everything. For Still think at an assist, you can. It's it's a little bit easier. Okay. That's a look. Nobody is here to argue with you on your stance. <laughs> I'm just here true. to read you the people who disagree with you. Philly Sports 
Video Productions at Phil A Sports Vid. Get a hit in MLB. Even some of the best hitters in the world fail about 70% of the time. I, I'm appealing to you as the baseball mind of the program, and you seem to be overlooking how difficult it is for major leaguers to get a hit. Well, I guess we didn't outline the parameters of how many chances you were going to ah, get. Ah, here we go. If it's just one game, is it just four at-bats? Here we go. Okay, well, maybe we should have done that. I kind of put that in the tweet, but... It could have been like, you know, just which comes first, you know? And so it, it doesn't restrict you to a certain amount of at-bats or shot attempts or passes. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. If Peppa look- Pig is a ripoff of Charlotte's Web, then Charlotte's Web is a ripoff of Looney Tunes' Porky Pig, Tom that- from the Villains. Okay, it's- that's great. Now, where'd you see that? On the text board, brother. Oh, I didn't know you had that. You should just let me know. Yeah, I don't even I have this thing open anymore. We can anymore. go some reaction when we come back. I don't. How do I get out of, of all these emails, man, that are letting me know that they're doing fine through the COVID-19, even uh, though I haven't no, used it? No, there's no escape from that, man. No? That's like this death is... taxes and emails from CEOs about how they're doing during the COVID. Honestly, man, I feel like I, I had an easier time getting out of LinkedIn emails than this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's my pet peeve. I gotta tell you my my LinkedIn pet peeve. We not your Peppa's pig peeve. Your no, pet not peeve. my Peppa pig peeve. Pet peeve. Okay. All right. It's Jeff Mosher, eight touch hitter, ninety seven three. You're listening to the Midday Show with Mosher and Aton, presented by DraftKings. Today, Westwood One presents another great game in NCAA tournament history. Hi, Kevin Kugler here, inviting you to join us for the full game rebroadcast of the iconic 1983 NCAA title match between the Houston Cougars and the North Carolina State Wolfpack. It was Phi Slamma Jamma versus the Cardiac Pack and produced one of the biggest upsets in tournament history. Join us for some great March Madness memories right here. Exclusively on 97.3 ESPN-FM. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Green Tree Mortgage Company LP invites you to connect with the mortgage mom, Deanne Katsaros, co-host of Good News in Real Estate and a five-star real estate expert in the Delaware Valley. Let the mortgage mom answer your questions about mortgages, purchase and finance options, and about homeownership. Deanne Katsaros, the mortgage mom, NMLS 143589. Click mortgagemom.net. Branch NMLS ID 151453 1917 Walsh Road, Suite 204, Philadelphia, PA 19115. Licensed mortgage lender by the NJ Department of Banking and Insurance. And by the PA Department of Banking and Security. License number 21020. It's human nature to care for one another. It can be as simple as sharing an umbrella, holding the door, or lending a hand. At Independence Blue Cross, we've been doing our part too for the last 80 years, providing access to the largest network of doctors and hospitals, as well as offering nurse health coaches and gym reimbursements. Because we believe there's caring in all of us. Independence Blue Cross. Learn more at ibx.com. There are so many choices when it comes to selecting the right financial institution. Start with the Philadelphia Federal Credit Union. We're right here in your city. We're also the official credit union of Temple University, and anyone who lives, works, worships, and studies in Philadelphia can open an account with convenient locations throughout our city of brotherly love. Also online at pfcu.com with free online and mobile banking. We're not here for our profit, here for yours. Federally insured by NCUA. Heard it work? Go right now to InjuredWorkers.com. When you're injured on the job, your family is injured as well. Turn to a firm of legal attorneys that can help, that care, and that you can count on. 
go to InjuredWorkers.com from Malamut and Associates. Nobody plans to get injured. When it happens, you need InjuredWorkers.com. Get the help you need from InjuredWorkers.com. Go to InjuredWorkers.com right now. With Pergo Extreme Rigid Flooring from Tom Adams Windows and Carpet, high performance runs deep, deeper visuals, deeper protection, deeper warranty, and the widest selection of beautiful wood and stone patterns. And Pergo Extreme's warranty is worry-free for life, providing extreme dent resistance, a 100% kit and pet-proof warranty, as well as a 100% waterproof warranty. For people who really live on their floors, Pergo Extreme is the worry-free solution that doesn't make you compromise. For details, go to TomAdamsWC.com. TomAdamsWC.com. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Mulebrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. The great thing about facts? They're proven. Like the fact that crude oil contains impurities. Or that base oil made from natural gas is 99.5% free of impurities. And the fact that Pennzoil is the first synthetic motor oil made from natural gas, not crude oil. It gives you unbeatable engine protection. The proof is in the Pennzoil. Based on sequence 4A wear test using SAE 5W30. Find it at Firestone Complete Auto Care. Ready to own your first real home? The road to unrenting can get a bit rocky. It takes a reliable partner to right wrong turns. That's the role of a realtor. An expert voice of reason helping you navigate the rigmarole of real estate. A trusted ally who knows and represents your rights. So you get all the right guidance on your journey home. Is your agent a realtor? Look for the R. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. That's who we are. This is Middays with Aton Shander on 97.3 ESPN and the 97.3 ESPN mobile app. All right, so before we get out of here, there was something you were saying about Peppa Pig. No, right? LinkedIn. My pet, my pet peeve. Oh, I thought that there was another thing with pet, Peppa Pig as well. No, I said Peppa Pig, and you said I said pet peeve, and you said not Peppa Pig. So that's where. Well, not we a Peppa, it. not a pet pig peeve. Not a peeve. no, not a Peter Piper picked a peck of Peppa no, Pig not that pet peeves. Not that at all. No. I so hate what's the work anniversary issue? emails. You know, and I imagine you're in this position too if you get these notifications because you have more than one job. And I've been, you know, I, I've had three or four and sometimes rotated in different years. And, you know, I, I don't change or update my LinkedIn page a lot because I find LinkedIn to be a little useless. So I, I guess every, like, few months I'll just get an inundation of emails. Oh, congratulations on your work anniversary. I don't what work anniversary. And then I'll find out the job that – I had two years ago that I no longer have. Yes. 
Congratulations on all the great work you were doing at, what was it called? Comcast Sports. Yeah, Comcast Sports, right. <laughs> or the score, right. you know. Or... Exactly. I, now all of a I sudden worked it's... for the score for like three months, and then now I get like work anniversary. I haven't worked there in about a year and a half. Well, you also probably haven't updated your LinkedIn either. Well, that's so what I'm gonna... saying. I, yeah, that's why yeah. I haven't updated. But that's I don't want to update it. I don't care for LinkedIn. No, doesn't do it. What does it do for you? What's the point of it? I don't know. I'll let you know when I find out. So you haven't been there at all? Not in the last few years. Like like years ago when it came out, I thought it was really good and helpful because, you know, if you were looking for a job somewhere and you didn't know anybody, it would tell you you would find out that you're loosely connected to like somebody in that office somewhere through like four different a friend of a friend of a friend. So you would call that friend and say, hey, can you put me in touch with your friend or tell that friend that I'm looking for a job where he's working or his friend's working and or she's working. And th that chain would eventually help you maybe get your foot in the door. But that was years ago. Now I'm just I never really, you know, worked out for me. So whatever. Okay. I guess in our business, it's a lot harder for that thing because it doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter how many people get hired for a radio show or sports stuff because of their LinkedIn profile. Exactly. It's not as, as profitable or fruitful for our business, yeah. No, not in the slightest, right? Not at all. Oh, I'm not quite sure what is good in our business, to be honest with you. Nothing, right? Yeah, pretty much. Well, that, I mean, think about it. Think about what you're asking as far as anything consistent or something you would look at as far as, as a plan. On right? LinkedIn? Well, just in general. I mean, LinkedIn is, is the worst of them. Just because of what we're doing, I'm saying, as far as, like, our business. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. There's no plan, right? No. Plus, there's if none. there's a job opening in our business there's in no near us, we know about it. You know, we probably knew about it, you know, months in advance, too. It's not like we need some kind of inside info or, or some connection. It depends, man. The bigger stuff, how... Yeah, that's what the connection might help. But I'm saying you, you don't need to LinkedIn to connect no. you to the people. You know who they are. Right, or they, or you don't have a connection and you miss out on the job and there's that new person that you've never heard of that's been thrust in front of a camera in Bristol. Yes, it's there like, you go. That's Wait a, good a second, one. who is this person? And then you right. read the Wikipedia and it's represented by CAA. Oh, exactly. Okay, exactly. that makes more sense now. That makes more sense. So the Panthers are going to pay all employees during the outbreak, the Florida Panthers. Okay, cool. Oh, wow, that goes against what the rest of the NHL is. Was it just the NHL league office? That just was doing the league it, office. All the teams? Okay. Just the league office, right. I know the Canadians were um, were making, were doing salary reductions, though. See, I don't know how what's going on outside of this country would impact something like the NHL that has feet in both the you know Canadian country and American country. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like this stuff isn't the COVID is not in Canada. It's not that, but my point of it is, is based off of just government restrictions, economics, the dollar, the finances of it. I don't know if it's apples and apples. Is my point? Oh, okay. A, well, it, I haven't it, looked into that. That's a good no, point. neither neither have I. I. I just I don't want somebody to be like, well, you know, Canada. It's uh, and look, man, no. I get it. It's Canada. No. Who, who the hell knows? But yes, but you're right to bring up the whole bandwagoning idea. Oh, well, you know, this is what they're going to do. It doesn't matter if it affects us not or not. We can, we got an excuse to do it too. As far as what the Panthers are doing, well, more of the Canadians by doing the actual right. salary reductions. But yeah, right now the Panthers have. And again, I don't know. 
We talked about this a couple of days ago in regards with what Mark Cuban's doing. I don't know how sustainable this is. Mm-hmm. I don't know if this guy can continue the owner's Vinny Viola can continue to do this through October, November. But at least he's willing to find out. Absolutely. And not, not make a, a, a rash reaction. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, you know, I was thinking about this because of Mr. Robot, and we don't have enough time at all, but the amount of technology that's going to be inside your house where you can be seen and monitored and just looked at is going to increase exponentially after this. And I'll give you one. People are going to be fearful of going back to gyms. You already have this thing called a mirror, which allows people like trainers, like a Peloton is one way, right? But you still have a camera. Uh-huh. I'm telling you, man, you watch the amount of like Alexa play whatever that's going to advance into technology, surveillance what? technology. Won't be me. You have, I see a mirror. You're exercising with a mirror behind you. Not at all. I don't do any of that Alexa, Siri, anything. You I'm triggered my Alexa just now. The Midday Show with it's Mosher hilarious. and Aton, a Jacob Media Sports presentation. Oh, I'll be there. Caring is in all of us. At Independence Blue Cross, we know firsthand. Our more than 200 nurses provide invaluable support to all of our members when they need it most. We salute our nurses and all the nurses in the Philadelphia region for the guidance, compassion, comfort, and support they give, making patients feel more secure along the way. Thank you, nurses, for showing us what caring truly looks like. You're kidding me. The basement's full of water again. That French drain company was a scam. I'm calling Dry Guys. Stop dealing with the same problem every year. Dry Guys has been waterproofing basements and crawl spaces for over 30 years and their systems are the best on the market. Don't call Chuck in the truck. Call the nation's best waterproofing network. Go to dryguysradio.com to schedule a free appointment if you're a homeowner. That's dryguysradio.com. Book today before the next storm. Honey, get the vacuum. Malamut & Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at MalamutLaw.com and let the power of Malamut & Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut & Associates, South Jersey's best.